On today's episode of the Roadhouse Podcast, Roadhouse and Winnie D's talk about snitches getting stitches. SNL touts a new hire, but also fires one of their own. And on today's Conspiracy Corner, we give you the 4-in-1 on all the missing people throughout the national parks. Ooh, I like what you did there. Yeah, you won't want to miss this one. This one is crazy. Also, we talk about what's better, clubbing soda or clubbing seals? Find out. And all you 15-year-olds, stay tuned for the word of the week. It's probably our best one yet, I think. Motherfuckers, welcome aboard the Roadhouse train pulling into the station. This is your conductor, Roadhouse speaking. My co-conductor, the engineer. <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> is that what we call them? <laughs> I know they're called train conductors. Train conductors, but like, there's only one train conductor. I could have just totally fucked that up and been like. All aboard the train, the Roadhouse train. This is your pilot speaking. It's going to be a warm day today in uh, sunny Phoenix. Not a warm day, dude. (laughs) Well, in Phoenix, it probably is. Oh, fuck Phoenix. Those guys are all 80 and on Oxy and whatever. (laughs) And playing golf. Hanging out with OJ. What's wrong with that? Oh, Twitter world. We out here in beautiful (laughs) Phoenix, Arizona. I got exhausted playing 36 rounds of golf. <laughs> Shut up, OJ. <laughs> you guys listening, we're out in Oregon, the beautiful Northwest. Right. Left coast. West um, coast. I feel like we at least get until like, we get like an all September of nice weather. And then like mid-October, we the rain starts picking up. Yes. Bro, we had a monsoon this week, this last weekend. Yes, I didn't do shit, bro. I stayed <laughs> indoors me and baby squirrel nice may or may not just had some edibles and just watched movies and it was glorious because i got some new chairs my so, roommates are okay. out of here nice and we moved in my grandma hooked us up with these like big ass lazy boy sofas that have just been chilling in my garage under in plastic <laughs> like just wrapped up finally got them upstairs they are so comfortable sounds amazing it is so amazing having just us two <laughs> right. in the house. Yeah. But due to some unfortunate circumstances, I just have guests again at the house. <laughs> so not, not really all to ourselves. Not for long. But yeah. Yeah. I missed out on Oktoberfest. XO went, said he made out with 17 guys in the porter potties. <laughs> no, just kidding. It was just three <laughs> girls, but they had dicks. So <laughs> you decide. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't do shit. There was, uh, like, I, w- my Sunday consisted of, and I talked to Baby Squirrel, but Baby Squirrel just can't handle edibles. So I want to go do shit. I like doing shit when I'm just, like, ripped McGee. Uh-huh. Like, being out in public because everything's just funny. And, like, dude, you <laughs> just, I really wanted to go to Comic Con, Rose City Comic Con. I was driving oh, by I on Friday. I had no idea either. I was just driving by the convention center coming home from work. Okay. And I'm like, bro, it's like six o'clock. Why is there so much fucking traffic? Why is there people everywhere? And I mean, it was on a Friday. So I'm pulling up to the convention and then I see Shrek. And I'm like, (laughs) holy fuck. 
That's awesome. Where the fuck is Donkey? This dude, this dude had the exact Shrek outfit, like movie quality costume. Yeah, he had the antennas. He was fat, <laughs> just perfect. And then you look like a block later. There's three stormtroopers surveying the area. I'm like, what's going on here? And then followed up by that, some three smoke shows looking like, not looking. They tried. They attempted to do their best attempt at looking like Gagado, but. Oh, like Wonder Woman? Yeah, they're all dressed okay. up like Wonder Woman. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I'm like, Rose City Comic Con. <laughs> How did I not know about this? I looked it up. Weird Al was performing. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do on Sunday. Yeah, I wanted to go nerd out with the nerds. That. Next year, I would like to go. If the, are you gonna are you gonna dress up? My have you to? dress up, dude. We should all go out there and just interview a bunch <laughs> of nerds and be like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Come in peace. <laughs> like whatever. I would, dude. Like I low key am a nerd. I like all that nerdy shit, but it's so much more fun to make fun of nerds. <laughs> like beat it, nerd. What are you doing over here? It's fun to say, just nerd. Yeah, that is a fun... And no <laughs> one is trying to fire me from my job for saying nerd, so even better. Yeah, luckily you don't work for like a socially conscious organization. I, You work oh, for your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're a bunch of communists. Yeah. We run it like communism. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. We run it very professional. <laughs> but... Licensed and bonded. If we go to Comic-Con, like I've been wanting to for the last five Halloweens... I've been wanting to dress up like a stormtrooper. Oh, that's like, the dream, isn't it? That that's what I want to yeah. do. Just you know, at the club, at the dirty or whatever gentleman's club we uh, choose to go to, I want to roll up in a fucking stormtrooper or Boba Fett. Who the fuck is Boba? Boba, Boba you know, Fett. You know Boba Fett. Do you know it's Star Boba. Wars? B Boba Fett. Is Boba, Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Yeah. You remember when Boba Fett? Boba Fett sounds like some like. Uh, like you're talking about your Indian grandfather. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. Yeah, like, Baba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull up with my white fucking stormtrooper suit, like my coke dealer suit on, and yeah. I'm gonna put just the scarf around my head, like a babushka. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, Baba Fett. Baba Fett. Yeah. yeah. And then and then I'll be, I'll be I'll be holding your hand in, and you'll just be on oh, nothing to do with me. Like you do not want to come to Comic Con with my grandma. I will be the grandma <laughs> stormtrooper. I'll be the reluctant teenager. Oh, yeah. And then XO, we make him our Wookiee. <laughs> put, him in, uh, put him in some chains. Come on, Wookiee. <laughs> Come on. And then, hey, if any little people are listening to this, we love you. We love you for who you are. But we would love, if we have a Wookiee and two Stormtroopers, or one Stormtrooper, Boba two. Fett and a Boba Fett, we need a Yoda. So Yoda, there's a, there's a lot of places in the Star Wars uh, universe for for little people. Ewoks, Ewoks those little guys with the hoods that just BB like go, <laughs> they just run around, they just cute little yeah teddy bears. But yeah, those those little teddy bears, and then uh, the 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 little junkyard hoodlums that like steal droids and stuff. Oh, you know what I'm dude. talking about? I know what you're talking about. Fuck those guys. The the desert. The desert the nomads, yeah, yeah, <laughs> desert junkies, <laughs> yeah. getting high off machine parts. I guess <laughs> Is that <what's> happening? <laughs> they always talk like that. So, Star Wars, like I'm not really a fan of the newer ones. Me neither. Like, like the like the Disney version. Yeah, the, the yeah. last one that came out was was just way too fucking cheesy for me. Yeah, like, I couldn't do I it. I agree with you, Mark Hamill. Like, we need a new Mark Hamill. <laughs> we need a new <laughs> Luke Skywalker in there. Uh, but beyond the pale, a little conspiracy alert on Star Wars. I feel like, how does someone come up? John Lucas? Is that who? 
John Lucas? No, it's uh, George Lucas. George Lucas. How do you you come up with that? He's not really involved anymore. No, yeah, not anymore. He just owns the property. The whole story of Star Wars was created by George Lucas. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, maybe he created the universe. But... You know, there's so there's so many other like aspects that like go into creating that, like the making that like an actual reality. How much acid do you have to do to come up with Star Wars? <laughs> I don't know. He was probably just a nerd too, who had like the ability to put that stuff onto uh, you know a screenplay or adapt it into a story, and it was probably inspired by something um, like the the big. Uh, series and stuff like that they follow like that same sort of arc that a lot of stories have always followed a lot uh, of, maybe like, a like lot shakespeare's of, a like, lot of biblical a lot of people yeah, take biblical, biblical references yeah or shakespeare st- like shakespeare there's a lot of shakespearean adaptations of and then they kind of take their own flavor with it so it's not always like a hundred percent original but as an artist, nothing really is 100% original. No, you're, you're inspired. No, it never is. Like, ideas come from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. For the most part. Uh, you don't just wake up and like, holy fuck, you create a whole universe. And so Unless after George R.R. Martin. Uh, George R.R. Martin, crazy. But you could have watched a lot of Lord of the Rings, you know? True. You know what's crazy to me about all these series like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones? Somehow they have their main storyline, the, the masses that we all see. But then, like, someone comes in and, like, creates past stories or uh, origin an ep- an stories. Epilogue, yeah. They have, like, whole family trees of, like, characters that were never introduced and shit. Hey, you are nerding out way too fucking hard at this point. <laughs> like, uh, I, w- I went balls deep because I was a huge Game of th- or, uh, Lord of the Rings fan. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, Aragorn's family comes from blah, 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 this other family tree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and you like, could totally get who comes up with like these other he did i did no, i no, did no. as well you, oh you you made it and you, i don't know do what you can't change the lore wikipedia anyone could change shit dude <laughs> for I like like 30 like, seconds and then lord aragorn back. spawn of roadhouse on wikipedia <laughs> be like holy shit roadhouse was fucking aragorn's dad the dude who killed the white walker not the white walkers the ring rates <laughs> So many similarities, so much magic. <laughs> magic, a lot of magic. Well, it's called fantasy for a reason. Yeah, I'm bummed that uh, like Lord of the Rings was my shit, man. Do you ever play those PlayStation games? Yeah, dude. Uh, the best games. Favorite game was The Two Towers. Two Towers. You know that one map where you're just fucking kicking the ladders down? Yeah, that was my favorite one. Dude. The uh, Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep, motherfucker, dude. Yeah. Helm's fucking I'm deep. Glad, I'm glad somebody, I thought, yeah, thought that was oh, the only favorite one. Favorite game. And you know, and they had a co-op, so you played a friend, like, it was always a fight between Legolas and Aragorn. There's always a fight between Legolas. <laughs> Ain't nobody be Gimli. Nobody was Gimli. Okay, yeah. Even but you could upgrade your character, and like I remember that. Like I played that game so much, I did upgrade. Oh Gimli. yeah, I had all. I never. I two towers and Return of the King with my shit. I didn't play Return of the King. Legolas was so good, man. You just snipe motherfuckers from all over the battlefield. Uh-huh. There's no games like that. Like I was a huge fan of games. Where you just had a sword and it's a battlefield. Like, all right, <laughs> mano y mano. Trying to think of games today that have that same sort of thing, but I can't really think of one. Not really any. Not like a third person. There's like uh, there's Skyrim, obviously. Skyrim. Skyrim. I played Skyrim for yeah. a Skyrim. For a you can minute. still play it today and be like amazed by it. Like the the modding community behind Skyrim is insane. Oh yeah, are they constantly updating that game? 
they're not, but the like the people build mods for that like all the time. Very fresh stuff. And you can add like graphical enhancement stuff. That's that, the that make it look really pretty. Yeah, that's the like the new thing with games right now. Popular ones like Fortnite, PUBG, fucking mm-hmm. Apex, all those free games that come out that you could download. They have you they make all their in game purchases, but they're constantly updating, like changing the map. So it's like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the new that's the new thing. Like I don't get why like Madden, like why can't I just buy Madden <laughs> or like FIFA or something? Yeah. And this is my price, and then you guys just keep updating it. And if I want something, just have in-game purchases. It'd be interesting. Of- you could subscribe to Madden, and what we, what you would do is maybe like pay like a sixty dollar a year fee or something like that. Yeah, and then be able to basically have the same game and just like update the rosters. And well, I, exactly. I guess, I guess what they do is they they they're changing the engine every year. Like they're updating the graphics and stuff like that. You can't really do that with like. Like if you buy a game and it comes on a disc and then you put that disc in, you can't update an engine over. Yeah. You have to buy a brand new CD with all that new data on there. Just wait like maybe, I don't know when, but eventually we're going to, we're going to abandon the, the disc. The discs are, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, gonna they're be going gone. away. The, the next like Xbox or PS fucking 10, whatever you get, is just going to be just a hard drive and you're going to be downloading shit. Yeah. Well, I like think that's PC, what, you never, you never buy uh, like I've been buying PC games on the online marketplaces, you know, for like the last five years. So. And folks, that's the way that we're headed. Like, so PC master race. <laughs> yeah. You can sit there and fucking hold on to your discs as nostalgia. Well, I mean, which <laughs> all of us, we will do for the most part. Or cassettes. Well, moving forward, there it's, there's no fucking point to have this. Like, I don't. Why, why do I need to go there and get a fucking <laughs> disc when I can just download it? You know, analog versus digital, you know. But I, I don't think CDs will have the, like the same sort of authenticity and collectability as like uh, you know people have with like vinyl. Your parents have a vinyl uh, record yes, player. Yes, we do. Yeah, that's sick. I've never had one. I'd like we to got get a one. Bunch of great vinyls too, dude. So. That's yeah. the classy shit. Just uh, put that big old fucking thirty inch black hole onto the <laughs> player. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's yeah. something that you'll never forget. Like your kids. If you choose to have kids, they'll be like, oh, I will. The fuck is this, dad? <laughs> Record player. I wasn't even old enough. <laughs> like, I wasn't even born when this thing came out. But yeah. they're cool. I, I I do. I need to go do some antique yeah, I, shopping. I think the, the reason they're sticking around is because of the fidelity. Like the, the quality of the audio is just, it's, com- it's completely different. It's a different format. And it's like, if you think about it, it's so crazy. I don't understand how it works. You Okay, so you wanted something crazy that I learned like three years ago just by like happenstance. Like let's say that you have like your vinyl thing set up, right? It's plugged in, the power's going, and like the the vinyl record's going around, right? And the vinyl has power. So like the, the, uh, the thing goes on the record player, but you turn your speakers off, right? So there's no speakers. You can still put your ear up next to the vinyl and hear the actual music because it's coming off of the actual vinyl. Blows my fucking mind. Isn't dude. that crazy? How like, the fuck does that? You don't have to have your speakers on. Like if you have it off, like if you turn your speakers off, press play on your vinyl player and you like take like a few steps back, you'll hear like a really, really, really low sound of I what you're trying to listen to. That's wild. Yeah. So it's like the physical thing versus the the digital thing. So 
do they still make new ones? Like I want to, I, I want to find an authentic, I got a garage sale or like oh, an antique store. Come to Portland, man. That's what I need to grab one of those. They're just fucking cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where are you going to get records? Are they still going to have record stores from they, like 10 years I from now? So. I know that they still do now, like clearly, yeah. but I think just the, like the, the quality of the audio. Your consumer population is going to be very minimal. <laughs> Like, well, it's a niche. It's a yeah, niche. Yeah, no, it 100% is. And like I said, I want one. It's fucking cool to have. But it's people who care about it. And they'll care about it till their dying day. Raise the fist. Power to the record player, baby. Yeah. The vinyl scratch. You know, when you put that little needle on. Yep. Ain't no mountain high. Ain't no <laughs> some Marvin Gaye play. Ooh. You yeah. get all naked walking around That's your right, house. Yeah. Rose petals, some rose fucking petals. Fucking some cantaloupes in the kitchen. Or some Dude, grapefruit. A grapefruit. Dick's too big for a grapefruit. You ever bro. seen that grapefruit video? How to grapefruit <laughs> your man. Want, do I want to see the I'll show it to video? you after this. It's right. pretty funny. Wait, I'm going to write what? that down. The, grape, uh, the grapefruit think, video. How to grapefruit show me your, dick. your man. You probably will after this. <laughs> so, so this is what the grapefruit looked like. <laughs> we'll put your dick away. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. Grapefruit your man. You, would you... Uh, What'd you do this weekend? Did you get anything crazy? Get fucked up or anything? <laughs> I got fucked up. Uh, you got <laughs> fucked up. Fucking no, white uh, cars. We, uh, we've been having this tradition, me, my friend, and I. We <clears throat> we pick like a sort of divey bar. Me, my friend, and I? Me, my friend, and I. Missed that one. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> counting my fingers. What? <laughs> so I have a new uh, Chinese foreign exchange student named me. You have a nude foreign exchange student named new. me? Yeah. yeah, she is nude. No, no, she's new, and her name's me. Myself and I, so, yeah. Um, but my, my buddy Chris and I are, uh, we've been doing this thing for a couple of weeks where we choose sort of a, like a dive bar around Portland. And there's a lot to choose from. Sort of like, not like super sad dive bar. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh my God, I'm depressed. Like even walking to this place. But like little like places that have character that you wouldn't normally go to. Um, so like sort of off the beaten track, but also... And what are your outfits? Because we don't have outfits. No, by like whenever I see you, this motherfucker Winnie D's always had the most outrageous oh, articles you. of clothing. I loved him. Like I'm with. <laughs> I love wearing fucking wild shit. Like I have no problem. I agree. But you'd yeah. be like at a bar in Portland, like uh, John. John said he ran into you at some bar I don't know, a couple years ago. He's like fucking Winnie was wearing like tr- like running shorts. He had no pockets. So he was just holding his phone, running shorts, and like a polo. <laughs> I'm like, yep, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. I still, I still rock that. Yeah, look. that's yeah, a great I look, dude. I wear my girls' running shorts for every now and then. Way more comfortable. They're great. Yeah, yeah, dude. Balls warm fitting. No underwear. Great. Straight commando because I am the sergeant <laughs> now. It's the best. Sorry to interrupt you. No, it's okay. So um, we've been doing this thing off and on. We, sometimes we have like. Uh, we just run into people over the week and we invite them to this, this Sunday thing. And it, you know, it makes it more fun and it's cool. Just like re, uh, just sort of like meet people again. Cause you know, we, we've all been doing our own stuff and then we kind of coalesce back into Portland and it's just really cool to catch up with people and see what they're doing and just hang out. And, um, yeah, it's fun. It's like a really cool laid back atmosphere. So we, I was all dudes. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's like all, it's all different people. Like we run into a lot of different people. Um, so this week, uh, my buddy Chris ran into our old ski coach 
from Lincoln. Like shot ski coach? No, ski. Like uh, alpine ski. Like ski racing. I used to be captain of the ski team. Oh, yeah? I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if anybody knew that. We can hit the slopes. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. It's Yeah, I could teach you some things. Okay. I need to get... Skis? That girl on here. This uh, the, okay. the Olympian. The Olympian, Canada, okay. Yeah. I don't know shit about skiing, but... I could tell you I could tell you a little bit, but... I'm a, I'm a border, bro. Producer <laughs> XO. I know. Well, everyone's Wears a border. It's like basic borders, you know. I have a lot of friends from high school that were skiers. Yeah. Skiing is a lot more technical. It, and it, it can go like a lot of different ways, but snowboarding is a great way to introduce yourself into the, into the snow, into the sport. But uh, yeah, so he ran into our, our old ski coach... At um at his work, his place of work. And they got to talking. He's like, hey, we do this thing every Sunday. You guys should come. And so basically what happened is without our knowledge, he invited, our old ski coach invited all of our old coaches to- How old is this guy? To this bar. Uh, he's about, he's probably like, like, early, like mid, mid 50s, 60s. He's like, a, he's like a vag, not like a vagabond, but he's like very laid back. He's like from Canada originally but he's really good like Still an amazing accent? skier a little bit but you know some things you just don't like you just don't you know if like you've lived in america and you moved from argentina like in 30 years you're still gonna have a little bit of an accent yeah. you know hey i love the accents man yeah uh, but he, he's accent. canadian so <laughs> he just has like a different word for hat that's that's really about it they call it toques in in canada all right. Yeah. Anyway, it was amazing. We got drunk with our old coaches the first time that we've been able to do that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we, we used to get drunk on, uh, on ski trips, but without them. Yeah. It was was nice to complete the circle and be drunk together and, uh, and not, not worry about getting in trouble with our parents or them. We get talking about like pole length and stuff. (laughs) Pole length is important, though. Pole That's what I'm saying. Pole weight is important. I am a level one certified ski instructor, so only I do, the best. I do know my stuff. Only the best that Lake Tahoe had to offer. Yeah, I agree. If you guys do want private lessons and l- want to learn how to ski and pole size, please hit me up because I will teach you. I mean, there's a list going on, but um, just put your name. I'll add it to the list, and we'll check our availability. And uh, see if we can squeeze you in. Yeah, and you need to send a selfie so we can see who he's <laughs> working with. And um, he only does females, so I'm just kidding. Only females. Yeah. Open to the public. Oh, there's a great movie called Hot Dog. It's a ski, like a quintessential ski movie. You were telling me about this. Yeah. I did not. I totally forgot you about need it. To, yeah, right you now. need to check it out. And you guys listening need to check it out, too. Hot it's dog, amazing. Dude. But yeah, that's, uh, it's, I mean, I don't want to take up the whole time, like a lot of time. But that was sort of like the highlight of my week. Yeah, that's cool, man. It's always yeah. uh, it's always fun to reconnect with. I've rekindled and gone fucked up with some of my sports coaches and high school teachers after <laughs> yeah. the fact. Yeah, it's it's uh, after graduating, and even one of the times I had a fake ID, but I was already graduated, but I wasn't twenty one. They knew I wasn't <laughs> twenty one. Still got fucked up. Still a great time. Love them. <clears throat> All right, let's get into some of these topics. So, if you guys haven't heard. You guys will be hearing this on Thursday. So earlier in the week, your favorite rainbow rapper, Tankashi69. 69. Takashi69. It sounds like a cereal, doesn't it? Like Takashi. Well, you know, in Russian, uh, like porridge Mm -hmm. is called kasha, like rice. (laughs) Oh, no. In Russian, it's called kasha. Yeah. 
Takasha. Takasha six nine. <laughs> he's gonna his goose is cooked. He's about to be looking like rice if he keeps talking. <laughs> Long story short, he is uh the golden snitch. I love that too. And <laughs> he, <laughs> he has uh today we're recording this on What's the date today? Tuesday. It's Tuesday, yeah. The seventeenth. Tuesday, September seventeenth. That's right. Is the first day that Takashi Six Nine is sitting on the witness stand as the golden snitch. And let's just say everybody in all the rap media, the complex newspaper magazine, everybody is at this court watching you snitch. And you got this <laughs> face full of tattoos. So today was day one. Like tomorrow it continues. His family good idea did not show up to the courtroom because you guys need to go into hiding he was just pointing out gang members what their jobs were exposing handshakes within um damn within the gangs what each guy did what their role was and he even fucking threw trippy red under the bus they didn't ask no questions about trippy red and he was like oh yeah and FYI, Trippy Red was part of this other blood gang over here, or Crip gang. I don't know, bro. Like, wow. <laughs> it's just good luck. So they're going to have to put him in witness protection. He has tattoos all over his face. Right. What do you do? Does he have to do a whole like facial reconstruction? <laughs> Are you going to painfully remove all those tattoos? Just get him a dedicated makeup artist, and every day just, just whitewash him. Fuck. Just that's take him up. That's exhausting. <laughs> Chaba's hair, they're going to put him in like Kentucky somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Kentucky. Like Arkansas. I don't know. Maybe Alaska would be a good place. There's gangs everywhere though. I yeah. don't know. And I think, no, Rhode Island. That's where you go. I, Rhode Island. Yeah. Or Vermont. Where there's just a bunch of white people. I forget people. that Vermont is a state. Like who the fuck lives in Vermont? <laughs> or just like upstate Maine where it's just like. There's like one person every up five there, miles. Yeah. Up there in that little corner that yeah, like they New got, England. They got they just got good lobsters over there. Lobster. <laughs> but cold as balls. Seriously, how how do you move forward in witness protection? Do you think that someone in the system had doesn't have any connections with someone in the police force that can tell you where this person is? I just feel like once you're on witness protection, I think they'll get him. I think regardless what happens, you're snitching on everybody. Someone's gonna get you. If they got Epstein, they're for sure getting Tinkashi six nine. Making a jump there, but okay, yeah, bro. I'm come on. Epstein was about to sing like a bird too. They got him before he sang. Takashi decided that he was gonna sing immediately after they took him down. I know it's like a scared, scared koala or something. Like oh that, my god, you, know? you got rainbow hair, bro. You got rainbow hair, and you have a sixty nine tattooed on your face. <laughs> what are we doing? We gotta. Yeah. We gotta. Do we know that witness protection has been like promised to him or is that something they actually uh, apparently uh, he Why would you disclose that publicly facing, though? Oh, because oh, they want it known. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a snitch, the U.S. government makes it known that you're a snitch. <laughs> like the media. Oh, you could go on Twitter right now. It's a firestorm. You look on the like the news section. Takashi 69 is trending. Takashi is trending. Snitch is trending. It's like everybody. Everybody, gather around. Gather around. You guys see this long-haired, rainbow-haired fuck, Tenkashi69? He's telling on everybody. They're playing his music videos in the courtroom to Gonmo, like the one, the song that got him on the map. Okay. And it was originally a diss track towards, I guess, Trippy Red. But... Who he, who he called out. Yeah. And 
Trippy Red over here probably like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I'm not in this shit, dude. And now Trippy Red got to watch his P's and Q's. But in this music video, he had a bunch of the gang members that were, and some of these guys were doing, like, uh, importing drugs from China and shit, fentanyl, like, bad shit, killing Ooh. people. Like, yeah. just bad shit. And he's just pointing them out in the music video, telling them what they did, what they did, what his name is. And this is, this is what's pisses me off. Also in the testimony... He was talking about how in that first music video, um, people were really picking up on the gang culture. So that's what they really pushed, running this like Takashi 69 is hardcore gangster. Right. So then he finally got initiated into a gang without having to do the initiation that they go through. It's like an honorary member almost. Like, yeah. You know how colleges give out their honorary Yeah, like, honorable degrees. mention, you know. No, they do like the honorary degrees, like, you know, like someone doesn't actually go to school, but they, they're like famous and they do the commencement speech. So they give them like a, an honorary degree, you know? Well, that's essentially mean anything. That's essentially what it was. Like, yeah, they, they welcomed him into their gang and they provided him protection. As long as he just gave them money, he got protection, <laughs> fame, you know, you know how it goes. So extortion. Yeah. You put yourself in this position, man. So you wanted to act hard, Look where it got you. Yeah. You ran up the wrong people to, for what? To sell some songs? Takashi 69 w- worked at like a fucking beef and bistro, like some coffee shop, some little fucking fast food restaurant. Uh-huh. And some guy, one of the game members walked in and was like, do you rap? And he's like, I can. And he's like, I like, you got a good look for rap. Because they asked Takashi um, how, he, how he got started and all that. So this is all what he was talking about. And they posted him up and then they realized that the gang culture really brought him fame. That was the angle. That was his niche that he was trying to live in of all his songs. Like, he's this badass gangster. <laughs> right. Bro, you got fucking rainbow hair. Like, I'm not scared to cost you 6 9 Like, <laughs> that guy came in and he tried to act all hard. He looks more like a Stupid. Twitch. <laughs> like, he looks like a Twitch streamer more than he does a gangster. Oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> the main Twitch streamers all have tits <laughs> and dildos in the back of their streams. Or just dyed hair, I think. Dyed hair, purple hair. Ninjas. The ninjas of the SoundCloud world. I just don't know if, how it's going to play out. I have an idea how it's going to play out. It's going to play out with some fucking lead in his head. That's what's going to play out. Maybe. Dude, they will track you down. I I don't know how these guys find this shit, but these guys have connections. They have connections. <laughs> good luck, man. There's only 50 states. Well, if he, if, he, <laughs> only yeah, if he has a good lawyer, hopefully the lawyer can push for like him not going into general population, like, you know, federal prison and actually like, he, and if he's snitching as much, no, as- he's in a he's locked up in an area with a bunch of other snitches. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, yeah, they, you can't put him out in the general population. They'll fuck him up. They'll shank the shit out of him. Yeah, this is part of his little deal that he arranged. Well, good for him arranging a deal. Uh, but damn, at just the betraying everybody that you came up with. True. Coming from my point of view, though, at the end of the day, this is at the end of the day, hot street take. Right, I'm not snitching. Okay. I ain't snitching, dude. I hate. I want. I, I hate I people no who snitch. like talk shit or when yeah. you tell them something, don't tell anybody. And if I can tell everybody, like, <laughs> I fucking hate snitches. So yeah. I'm not gonna snitch. I put myself in that position. I ran with that crowd. I got fucking caught. I'm fucking do. Hey, you did the fucking crimes. You're like you were still there to do the crimes. Just because you're snitching now, just to get out of it. Everyone else is gonna get fucked, but you get to live this right. fucking free secret life. No, yeah. fuck you, bro. You did the crimes as well. You it's were there. You're part him, of all. Though. Oh, great deal for yeah. him. But you got to live. Got to live. You have with to that. live 
with some fucking laser removal scars because I assume you have to laser remove all that shit on your face and then and get plastic Island. surgery. Yeah. You have to do a whole facial reconstruction. It, Just like the James Bond movie? Yeah, straight up face off. Nick Cage and <laughs> John Travolta. That's what you got to do. Because uh, seriously, you are distinguishable as fuck, dude. Could, yeah, could be the next Tupac, right? You know? Yeah, and uh, so on social media, I see people like, oh man, he's snitching. Like everyone laughing at him and shit. I'm like, at the end of the day, he's snitching on bad people. Mm -hmm. Like who cares? Like, he's snitching. He's fucked. Tekashi Six Nine should be in jail for the shit that he did. Right. Being a part of the gangs, he was robbing. He was walking around with guns and shit. Like he was rapping, but he was he was in this fucking make believe land that created for himself. Right. And now, yeah, you did the crime. Kind of like you glamorizing the time. gang culture. But instead of doing the time, he's going to always have to look over his shoulder and he's going to get displaced in some community. I don't know. How do you make money? Like, you have to reset your whole fucking life. You have to reset everything. And now you're snitching. They're bad people. So I don't fucking, like, you snitch. Like, Takashi, I don't give a fuck about you. But all the people that you're snitching on, they're bad people. So. Yeah, you said fentanyl earlier. Yeah. You know, get him out of here. Like, Man, at the end of the day, he's still snitching on bad people. What are we protecting him? Oh, like all these other people. Fuck him, he's snitching. Yeah, he's snitching. Right. But he's getting rid of some bad fucking people that, oh, so you're just some, you're some bystander talking shit Ooh. about this guy snitching. This could be a really interesting topic for like an ethics class in college, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like They probably get the college shut down. Maybe like Evergreen State or something. Ever, yeah. <laughs> in oh, Washington. That's a terrible place. Dude. My sister toured that place, and she's like, "This, this feels weird." Yeah, they <laughs> got some bad juju over here. Yeah, it was like they're basically like locked into this like forested compound. Every like every building is like made out of cement, looks like a bunker, and I guess all the people look like Twitch streamers. They have their hair dyed and stuff yeah. like that. It's just like a weird spot. They're all uh, majoring in gender studies. Yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> probably. So Ever, six, isn't there 63 different genders currently? I don't know. That's fucking hilarious. How many letters can we put in like LGBTQPRSABCDEFG? I need AJK, <laughs> one, two, and three. I need to find someone who identifies as the 63rd gender. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Like, I just, like, I don't know. So this is me speaking like, I want to pick your brain. I'm yeah. like, I want to see what you're working with. I want to see why. Originally, we made it pretty fucking simple of, between genders. There's two of them. Like, very as simple as it fucking gets. <laughs> we have, now we have 63. So I got, I need, I need to see and understand what you see. I'm going to make fun of it because I don't know. Like, I don't know. But if you have come and inform us, and this is an open invitation to someone who doesn't identify <laughs> as. Because we're huge in that community, right? Oh, dude, no idea. <laughs> but like, oh, speaking about that community, Sam Smith, the artist. Will you? Stand by me. Yeah. That guy, hey, right? Banger songs. Amazing artist. Good voice. Uh, he came out. He's gay, right? I can Sam imagine. Smith. He's gay, but he just uh, said that he will now be coming out as they, them. Oh, like his pronoun or whatever. So yeah, I was, I was applying to does jobs. Does that make you not gay now? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was applying to jobs, and one of the job application thing was like, how do you identify? Like, really? what's your pronoun? Yeah. So... Interesting. You're you put whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Bam Margera. It just depends. <laughs> hey guys. Also, before I you guys as Bam Margera, <laughs> uh, 
I don't know if that'd be we'll great right now today. for a job no, application. No, not at all. <laughs> Who the fuck is Bam Margera? You know the guy that does whatever the fuck he wants is in rehab right now, 17 times over. <laughs> yeah. On. Good luck to Rough Bam. life. Also, guys, for today's podcast, I identify as an Asian man. <laughs> so Oh, interesting. Keep that, keep that, uh, keep that in your notes. Could be a good transition. Yeah, let's fucking get <laughs> so for all you SNL fans out there. Mind you, I am an SNL fan. I don't have cable currently, so <laughs> I don't watch SNL. I mean, if if I find out that there's a good guest that I really want to see, I really? will watch SNL. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not catching it every Saturday. Well, yeah, when we talked about this a little bit about sort of the waning, um, SNL has gotten a lot, a lot more political. Very. In like very, the lat, like very, and- very definitively, like during the Trump lead up and the Trump election and then passed. Uh, it's a lot of good content for them, obviously, because that's, that's a huge part of what SNL is. Real quick. What's that? And we see that pen. Yeah. A lot of good, like a lot of good content comes from that. Um, but at the same time, if you focus all of your content on political stuff, you're going to like, you're not finding the middle ground. You're really sort of pinning yourself into a box. I think with comedy, you need to appeal to a lot of different people. And that's what SNL has been able to do is by adding guests, adding musical guests, um, adding different people with different community backgrounds and just like different styles. That's, that's why they're the so big. Fresh. That's why they're so fucking exactly. big. And so I think what in these last couple of years, what they've really just been doing is they've been beating this horse of Donald Trump and like right wing stuff. And they're basically just kind of like letting their true colors fly in a sense. Yeah. And it's pushing, I think, the people who are like, okay, that was funny the first time. They're like pushing like a lot of people who are just like in the center who like don't necessarily lean one way, that way, or the other way. Yeah, funny's funny. Exactly. And there's like that there's that ability that SNL has had in the past to have a little bit of both sides. And they don't make, have that make fun of that. Yeah. It's almost like it it's seems an like it, yeah, totally. I just, I miss the good old days of like Andy Samberg rapping about cupcakes and Chronicles of Narnia. And like, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's no political bias behind that. But now like everything is just politically charged even today. Like, I, I don't find political comedy even funny anymore. Like, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's a great way to, you want to wanna watch some political yeah, comedy. You can go on CNN, Fox. <laughs> That's your fucking political comedy guys. Yeah. I was scrolling through Twitter the other day and saw SNL had a posted how their their headline was SNL hires new lead of East Asian descent. That's right. And I was like, what? Like, what does this mean? I don't understand. For one, SNL hires lead of East Asian descent. What do you mean East Asian descent? Where is that coming from? I that's, well, th- there is, there's one. a specific area in Asia called East, East you know, Eastern Asia. Yeah, what city? What states like are over Vietnam, there? Vietnam. Is that what it is? Yeah, like maybe maybe like parts of China. But it, so it's say like that, where he's from. It's the lower. You say East Asian descent. Like what? The thing is, it's almost 2020, guys. Are you clout chasing? Are you trying to show the world that oh, we hired an Asian man? Like, dude. We're going to see him. We're going to see him on Saturday. If he performs, he fucking performs. You you had a list. SNL hired three people, one chick. Sorry, guys. I I didn't see anything about her. I don't know her name. But I bet she's fabulous. She's probably good. She's probably good as fuck. Because like I said, to get on SNL, it's the 1% of the 1%ers of 
actors on Broadway of the yeah, live I, theater. I have friends who are in improv groups and stuff like that. This and is that's the pinnacle. Their inspiration, yeah. SNL is the pinnacle of theater arts. So if you get there, you fucking made it. That's what you worked your whole or fucking comedy. life to yeah. get to. Not, not, I wouldn't say just like theater arts, but like people can be comedians. Oh, um, but man, come on. Like getting into SNL is like yeah. going to the NBA. It's going to the Super Bowl, man. You know? And yeah. then staying and trying to stay and in trying the Super to stay. Bowl. You have to stay and perform. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. It's huge. Keenan Thompson should get a fucking Oscar. Oh, Keenan Thompson <laughs> there is for like a 25 staple, years. dude. That can't fire that fucking guy. <laughs> he's a great guy. <laughs> I know. He, I, Keenan Kel, let's, dude, come on, man. I know. A staple. He's fucking he's good. He's never going to leave. He's fucking good. And probably toes the fucking line. <laughs> That's why he's still there. Who, but what? Toes the line. He don't. Oh, he walks the line? Yeah, walks the line. <laughs> make sure. Line. Yeah, okay. make sure all his shit is good. But. This new hire, Bowen Yang, he had a Devil Wears Prada skit. That was pretty fucking funny. You guys okay. can look it up on YouTube. That, that I've never heard of this guy, but I just did some research on him. Funny dude. Hey, you made it. Congratulations, dude. So this is no, I'm not talking down on you or anything. You oh, fucking I, made my my main qualm. Yeah. My main qualm is with SNL of trying to clout chase with the fact that they hired an Asian. Trying to be I, hip. Hey, 2020, like, with why, why is this a story of what race people are that you hired? Yeah. At what point are we human beings? Why can't you say, fucking, these are three new hires. You got We got a woman, an Asian guy, and then Shane Gillis, which we will get into later. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. hey, they're all fucking talent. That's your talent. So wh why do you need to uh, blow one up of East Asian descent? Like, what are you doing, SNL? I don't, I just don't understand. Yeah. And like I, like I was telling you before the podcast, um, just so the viewers know as well. The, I guess, so it's the first one of East Asian descent. However, the article that I read said uh, it was the third Asian descent actor or like a Asian, Asian the performer. Lead was the was their main. Our first lead right, they got really, actor of Asian. East they got really Asian semantic descent. with it. Yeah. So um, I guess the other, the other two are like um, uh, Fred Armisen, who I, I didn't actually know was Asian. Had Asian descent until that I read that article, <laughs> which is I, I thought it was just like Venezuelan and whatever, um, and then something like Mike Myers or just like somebody like who does not look Asian at all, and they like were touting it as like, you know, <laughs> they had to make a stretch. Like marketing had to do something with that. It's like oh shit, I we, <laughs> we got we got to find like this person's got to be like the first person from like you know somewhere, and so they like they found like East Asians like oh we haven't hired anybody from Vietnam before. And so we'll just talk that. Like, let's hire the fucking best, man. The, like, <laughs> at the end of the day, you want the best. At the, everybody strives for greatness. So you want the people the best at their fucking job. In my line of work, I don't fucking care what you look like. <laughs> if you can fucking work and you're fucking good, you're fucking hired. There's no, um, damn, we need to hire you. Dude, if you beat out that person, talent trumps all. So when I saw this, I'm like, dude, who cares? I don't fucking care that he's Asian. If he's fucking good, he's fucking good. And he, right. he earned that spot. But this headline screams, hey, everybody, we're not racist. We hired a man of Look Eastern Asian descent. And a woman. And a white guy. And a white guy. <laughs> and, then, and then the Twitter mob, boo. <laughs> they fucking, hey. They, they scrubbed his Twitter. Oh, man. They took no fucking time. They they went right to work, right? And they saw the list of new right. hires. And like we said earlier, going to SNL is like the pinnacle, is the very is the Super Bowl. You fucking made it. This is a dream job for a lot of people. 
And you, you gotta work it. hard to keep it too, because they they cut oh, people. Yeah. Oh yeah, you don't do your job. You don't come up with skits. You're not in the writers' room working with the writers. You don't perform. You fucking out of there. You they, they'll fucking pick up another guy right away. It's yeah. cutthroat. But everyone on the outside that doesn't know like actual fucking business. That's like people don't know how business fucking works. But they just sit there. Oh hey, <laughs> slow down. What what happened? Like shut up. Like you guys don't know how to run a business, and then you guys want to. Get let me bring this back. Let me bring this back. Keyboard warriors. So Shane Gillis, Cheeto Fingers. <laughs> That's what we call they're fucking eating shingles. And then shingles? <laughs> Cheeto fingers. Oh, Cheeto fingers. They're okay. sitting there, they're fucking typing fucking obnoxious you, tweets, okay. eating Cheetos and <laughs> Cheeto fingers. Tumblr. Tumblr so, rats. Shane Gillis gets a job with SNL. Dream job, probably. Dream job. Fucking made it. Four days later, the Twitter mob got him. They it took only four days. Four I can't believe days. that. He got hired by his dream job four days later, fired from his dream job because <laughs> some assholes cleaned his Twitter, cleaned all his social media. Apparently, Shane Gillis has a podcast. Guys, I don't know what it's called. Um, I listened to the 10-minute clip, and it was him and whoever his partner is. Sound quality was whatever. It, it was just... Poorly produced, and these guys are trying to be funny. I think this is an advertisement for our <laughs> yeah. production quality. Yeah, hey, we we got that good. We got, we got, got good that good mic. quality. Yeah, but on their podcast, they tried to be funny, and mind you, they probably were funny. Let's. I listened to the ten minute segment. So, yeah. mind you, it's it's very hard. Netflix, uh, look at Netflix comedians: Chappelle, um, Joe Rogan. Bill Burr. Look at how long it takes for them to come up with an hour special to be on Netflix. So for, to be on a podcast, it's pretty difficult to be funny for a fucking hour straight on a podcast. So you kind of have your spots. And that's what this segment was. They were talking about shit in China and they had China very... Chinatown, I think. Was it Chinatown? Yeah, they're talking about Chinatown in... Um, was it... Is it New York, maybe? I think maybe it might have been New York or, or San Francisco. Yeah. One of the two. But they, they were talking about Chinatown. You're talking about Chinatown and about some building that wasn't letting Asians move in or something. And this is in a quote by Shane Gillis. He was like, man, just let the chinks move in. And the thing with that... That was a quote, by the way. That was a quote. Not my words. <laughs> but even then, guys, that was a year ago. And the, that whole statement, it just wasn't funny. They tried to be funny. And they had like the Chinese accents and mind you, Chinese accent is my favorite fucking thing. Like I laugh, Mexican accent, Chinese accent, black accent, gangster accent, whatever accent <laughs> out of all those that people mimic and mock and make fun of the Asian one is by far my fun. I don't know why. I don't know why. What about the white accent? The white, there is no white accent. White I, generic well, I think is there fun. is. <laughs> Like, I'm rushing. I'll take a cheeseburger and yeah. charge that to my oh. credit card. Well, hello, Gary from down the street. We'd like to use your lawnmower. Can Billy come by and mow our lawn? <laughs> How about we grab some coffee and talk about your mortgage? Oh, 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 oh gee, oh. Jeff, that's a real knee slapper. How about this weather yeah. today? <laughs> Dude, that is the generic <laughs> ass white accent. And I'm Russian. I don't have a Russian accent, but you know, the Russians, we talk like bleh. this. Yeah, bleh. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, the Chinese one is by far, in my own opinion, I laugh fucking harder. And Wait, can you tell the difference between like a Chinese impression and like a like a Korean impression? No, absolutely not. I just wow. call it the Asian accent. You are because, so racist, bro, man, Like, 
Hey, racist Roni. Yeah, gosh, dude. So <laughs> I'm we, calling for your. <laughs> I'm going to take your job. Can we cancel? Can we cancel me? Cancel this communist. I'm going to tweet it, and you're you're going to be roasted. Hey, we got to cancel this communist podcast right here. <laughs> we, Damn Russians. We got a communist on here. That's what right. the fuck? Yeah. Hey, at the end of the day, these are just fucking noises coming from our faces. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really put so, it in perspective. Yeah, let's put, that in, let's put that in fucking eight perspective. But so we said chink and everyone. That was his quote. That not. was his quote. <laughs> but they were talking about neuters and uh, what? Some, some uh, shrimp fried neuters. Oh, noodles. Okay. Yeah, noodles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Asians can't say R's or L's. I don't even know. <laughs> this is me speaking from ignorance of not even fucking knowing. So, and it just wasn't funny, but people took that one word that we've said twice, <laughs> took, took that word, and f- this was a year ago that it was said on his podcast. I don't even know if he still has a podcast or what, but should that warrant him being fired from his dream job? He gets fired because of that. And what? Who wins now? Who's happy? Are you happy that this man lost his career or his dream job? Does that satisfy you? your do-nothing ass? <laughs> I, 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 it's dick. You guys are dicks. He he yeah. did one dick thing that does not warrant for him to lose his, yeah. this job. Yeah. Absolutely and not. And we could say, what if we looked into your life to that same, you know, extreme? Not your life, Rody. No, but I know, like, but uh, I, like the people who are commenting on that. Like, oh, and oh, I'm going to go on. out on a fucking limb and say, y'all ain't doing shit. <laughs> You're not doing anything. So you guys are just miserable with you guys yourselves and you guys yeah. want to bring misery upon others. Have you no shame? The misery gang. Uh, it's yeah, just a so dick his, move, his man. His apology... Oh, I think yeah. was really, I think you have. I have it right you, okay, here. Okay, cool. But just a, just a hot take from what he said. You know, comedy is comedy. If you're not pushing the limits, then you're not really doing anything to, you know, better. You know, nobody wants to hear the same joke 50 times in a row. No, man. And you got to push the limits. And I think what he did is he, he pushed the limits. And I, you can't, I, I don't think you can be angry about that um, in a ideological sense. However, the people who had offended, go ahead, be offended. But you know, the whole point of comedy is... It's a c- comedic relief. Have you ever heard that phrase, comedic relief? Yeah. These guys can make the most crazy things funny, like rape, murder, cult behavior. Keep going down those lines. Uh, sex trafficking, prostitution, child trafficking, kidnapping. Kind of, kind of wrap up. Not wrap up what you're saying, but maybe like putting putting a nicer bow on that is sort of like rethink these things that are very sad and you know sort of like not positively thought upon, and maybe shining a light that you can laugh at a joke about kidnapping or something like that. Yeah, making light of things that are dark, and that's how you overcome that. That's comedy at its finest. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a comedy show, but when the comedian will start off his joke and it's it's fucking edgy as fuck and you're like, ooh, this is like your asshole's clenched. Where's he going with this one? And then he's like, bang, 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 bang. And you're like, and you're laughing. So after you're done laughing, I'm mad. <laughs> you should. Hey, when are we taking comedians seriously? Their job is to make us laugh. Their job isn't to tread political waters. I mean, some of the comedians are, but those oh, guys aren't as popular. They, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? it's easy. It's easy. It's an easy game right now to, to be a political comedian. Yeah. It's an, and if you're a comedian that's only doing political jokes, say you're just bashing on Trump. Well, dude, you're not 
unique. Yeah, like a couple months left. Yeah, yeah. you have a couple. <laughs> yeah, a couple months left. Or hey, four more years. We don't, I know. don't know. You're gonna be real pissed off then. <laughs> but it's just hey, I wonder where the odds are in Vegas right now. Oh, I don't know. That'd be really interesting if we did like a four more years or. I, I think he like where I stand, he's getting four more years. They just <laughs> just on me. I don't know, but from the team that he's playing against, I don't know who you're looking at. Well, yeah, the is. team the team that he's playing playing against needs to get their, their stuff together. What if Hillary just comes out of nowhere and is like, I'm back? <laughs> uh this is gonna be like a real future reference. What are the what were the odds? I bet in the next fifteen years. Okay. That Michelle Obama will run. I'd vote for her. You vote for Michelle Obama? She's like the slimmer, slimmer. Uh, Bill Bird talks about her. She's on a book tour right now. Oprah. She's like the sl- the, the, the the better Oprah. Really? Dude, this was, so I, I, I need you to watch Paper Planes or Paper Tiger by Bill Burr. <laughs> but he was talking about. I tried to watch it. I watched the wrong Yeah, you watched the wrong one. But like <laughs> one of the bits, he was talking about Michelle Obama on this book tour. Yeah. To get a ticket to her little seminar for book reading, $4,200 was the cheapest ticket. Wow. <laughs> and he's pretty much talking about Bill Burr's like, the first lady? Since when the fuck is that an important job? <laughs> he's like, you're the wife of the of the person who's running the country. I, I don't understand. He's like, you need to watch this because it's so fucking funny. And the he's way like, he sets it up, and he's yeah. like we will have a woman president. And I, I know we will have a woman yeah, president sure. at some point. Elizabeth Warren, we trotting out Elizabeth Warren in front of Putin. Good fucking luck. My, but that's a separate <laughs> point. That's a separate point. Michelle On the next Obama. episode <laughs> yeah. of the Roadhouse yeah. Politics yeah. Podcast. Dude, it's just, he's like, we're going to have, you, he turned this about how, so the first woman, Michelle Obama, gets a book, goes on a book tour. Everyone loves Michelle Obama. Everyone loves the first ladies. Yeah. How the time, I don't even fucking know the first name of like most of the first ladies. I know Melania because she's fucking hot. That's not a first lady. Melania? Oh, oh sorry. Melania's I, I, a first lady. I was lady. thinking of Malia for some oh. reason. I don't even know who Malia is. Malia is Obama's daughter. You get your side daughter. girls mixed up, Winnie. That's, <laughs> that's, that's Obama's daughter. Oh, oh, that is Malia. Yeah. I don't know why I thought Obama. that. Obama. It sounds very similar. Yeah, she's tearing it up. But Melania's not. Melania's just sitting there like acting like a spoiled egg yeah. all the time like she doesn't want to be there. She's a mail order bride. Like, what do you expect her to do? She's all always pouty. She just learned know? English about three mm. years ago. So it's like, who cares? Who cares? Um, no, but there have been a lot of famous uh, first first ladies. Uh, yeah. But essentially, very inspirational. Like, you're work. married to a man and like how, how you maybe motivated your husband to get to the position he was. Cool. I think I think they're strong. I think a lot of them are very strong women, and they're sort of, if you think about it, as like, they're they're like their number one cheerleader. And yeah, just, you got fucking hooked up. <laughs> that's what you. Well, yeah, sometimes, yeah, but you got to be a strong. You got to be a strong woman to be a first lady because you are. You're gonna get backlash. You're the soft. All day, you're the softer side. You're the softer side of the presidency because you're also a state agent. You know, you're also a diplomat. You're also. Uh, doing state affairs, like yeah. um, no, no, you're put to fucking work. Like yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm saying I think the women work just as hard. At, well, yeah, hey, in, in, relax a, in right a different there. way. <laughs> no, no, no. I think they do, but just in different ways. Melania ain't working harder than Trump. I think that's that's the <laughs> exception right there. Might, was was Michelle working harder than Barack? In different ways, I think she she's a very very smart lady, very well oh, educated. No. Michelle is. You know, some people think she has a think penis. 
What's that? <laughs> She's got there's a little, a, little there's Adam's a apple. There's a conspiracy that Michelle has a penis and is a lizard person. Ooh, right? and yeah, lizard okay, eyes. Yeah. That's a cons- Bigfoot. That's a conspiracy corner. Yeah, Harry like Bigfoot. Because she, she doesn't. She Bigfoot. has to shade that fucking snatch <laughs> twice a week to not be Bigfoot. I wonder if she, if she has a weave. One hundred. One hundred. Does but Obama have a weave? Obama, Obama, fucking <laughs> got a pick in his hair right now, smoking a blunt. Yeah, you know that's what you do. Yeah. Playing some pickup basketball. So I miss that guy. Yeah, fucking cool dude. He is a cool dude. <laughs> cool dude. I I don't agree with his uh, presidential affairs, but I am able to see him as a human being and be like, that guy's there a cool go. fucker. Like, because right. you think that Obama, the way he gave his speeches today. In America, we need some peace, some hope, and change. Do you think he's talking like that he's, with his homies? You, th- you think he's like, change. homie, w- hey, Winnie, how about you spark that blunt? Because my <laughs> s- lips need a hit of that joint. What? Like, you know, he's not talking like that. So come on, guys. Come on. But get back to gotcha. the Bill Burr when he was ripping on the first ladies. He's like, I can't wait. So we get the first man in office. Oh, like and, the, and, yeah. And you know that the moment that he opens up, because he had a lot of feminist shit in his in paper tiger. Dude, I'm telling you, it's it's better than Chappelle's. I, at least, I can uh, imagine. Bill, Bill Burke comes across to me as like uh, a dad who's out of touch, but is still able to anger make, management, <laughs> like white knuckling <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. He's great. He's a good ass comedian. But he's still yeah, he's still one of the best enough to like actually like. I don't know. Like a lot of his comedy, I think, is him just thinking out loud, ranting. That's yeah, but <laughs> it's hilarious. It's great, and he's able to, I think, put it in the right direction. I, I like it. Yeah, great guy, dude. Hilarious. If you guys haven't seen Paper Tiger, please go check it out. Or if you don't know who Bill Burr is, for our Nepalese listeners and and our oh yeah, Nepal <laughs> and uh, German Asian. We just had a new one, East Asia. We had a new one. Japan. Japan, Saki Saki, let's go. Love Japan, <laughs> love Japanese mochi, cuisine, mochi to love our... sushi, and I couldn't thank you any more. And thanks for buying our fish that I sell you guys that I fish for in right. Alaska. Where is a fish hey, man? Whatever on the off season. But let's get let's wrap this up with Bill Burr. So this fe- he's like, I can't wait to have the first man in office because you know the the moment that he opens up his mouth. All the feminists, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? What do you know? Let her speak. And I'm like, dude, I couldn't agree anymore. Hey, because at the end of the day, we all know women. We love women. I okay. love women. I love my wife. I love my mother. I love my sister. But I do love you respect women? Them? Do I respect women? When deserved. Boo, boo, boo. Hot take. No, I respect women. Yeah. Um, what are you going to say? Like, what do you say to your wife? She's. If she's president, hey, I think uh, I think it's your turn to do the dishes. Shut the fuck up! I'm the president, bitch. <laughs> you do the dishes. Yeah, I just I get that. That's funny. It's a you know, and I maybe deservedly so. I don't know, but, but <laughs> hey, girls, you finally did it. You got one. <laughs> you got one. I don't know when, but I, I'm saying I do believe that Michelle Obama at some point will run for president. I don't know if when she wants to. Yeah. It's up to her. And Barack's like back in this fucking place, back in the Oval. Yeah. As the second in command. <laughs> I'm sure he'll find a good... I mean, like I said, a lot of these presidents, they already have their own, like, they've got their own, like, side gigs that they're doing already. Oh, yeah. And he's already doing speeches, and a lot of that, like, they... They get a ton of money trans- out It transcends speeches. into... Yeah, they, they make more money after their presidency. Um, But, yeah, to get... To kind of get back to the, you know, the... Who's going to be the doghouse? 
if a woman was, was going to be president. I've been raised around uh, a lot of strong women. And yeah, I think. Oh, I yeah. Think Don't if, get me wrong, dude. I love women. I was raised by a very strong woman. It sounds like it sounds like I, like it's like oh you hate black people. No, I, I love black <laughs> no, people. No. I got three black friends, bro. <laughs> hey, man, no, like I understand. What I'm you're not saying. accusing you. Yeah, I think it's different than the women that you know. Hey, bro, we know a lot of the same. Women. I know, I know <laughs> the know. Russian. I know the Russian community that you're a part of, and I would say that there's a lot of different colors of. Uh, of women. And just like we're talking about, like, people are people. Women are people, too. Oh, dude, I don't even care about yeah. gender. I don't care about color. Yeah, I'm yeah. team human race. I'm team fucking people. So I'm not fuck those monkeys, yeah, right? I, I'm not team PETA. You know, PETA's like... Fuck PETA. <laughs> PETA fucking likes animals more than humans. And I'm like, you you are humans. Like, so it's like... Oh, I have a funny story that I just recently discovered. I totally forgot about this, but one of my high school friends was telling me about this. I had a girlfriend in uh, in high school... And she was really all about like seal uh, clubbing activism. So like, <laughs> he's like, I fucking hate seals. And I can tell you why after this <laughs> <Okay>. story. <laughs> uh, so she was like, oh my God. And she's like putting up posters and like started really? like an advocate. That cry almost sounded like a seal. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> getting clubbed. So getting clubbed. Imagine it. So imagine I was, I was her boyfriend at the time and she was like this big advocate for age. This is like, uh, this is like freshman year of high school. Okay. So 16, right? Was this before Paranoid Park? This uh, is after Paranoid Park. Ooh. So she was probably only with you for your money. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it is. And the fame and everything that came after that. Yeah. Uh, but okay. So she started like this club, this advocacy group or whatever, like for PETA. Cause like PETA was like all about like getting like younger people to like do these clubs or whatever. And I don't know why. Like I was still together with her at the time, but I made this club called because you can make clubs in high school, right? You can just like sign a form and make your own club. And so I did this like as a joke, but I made it a club called the Seal Cub Clubbing Club. Sav, <laughs> that's a sav move. And, and I made, I made posters. Fuck. I made I made posters, and I put um, I forget where the poster was exactly, but I put them around school. And Picture of you clubbing a seal. <laughs> oh, but you get expelled okay. immediately. So it, was some, it was something like that. I did like some crude like Photoshop or whatever. And I said, don't club seals, club soda. Hey, genius. Seal cup clubbing club. Genius. <laughs> I smell a shirt coming on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was all a jest. I, I think, yeah, looking back on it, that's hilarious. That's Put these hilarious. posters around your school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go to the principal's office or anything? I don't think I did. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, guys? Relax out there. This it's guy, a club. <laughs> it's a club. <laughs> the Seal Cub. Did she break club. up with you? This is how you were trying to break up with her. No, we stayed together for like, I think. And she knew that you were the the fucking dawn of I this forget, club? I actually, I don't know why. I just had a terrible memory back then. But or were you just like, she's... <laughs> your this your girl comes up to you. Can you believe this asshole? I think the, I, I think I did club it. clubbing. I think I did it secretly. I and you're think like, I did it secretly. yeah, what a fucking asshole. Oh, God, yeah. What do you hate most about it? And then she tells you then their next poster. She's like, I hate that the seals like he has birthday hats on them. And then you just put two birthday hats on the next poster. Like you just, <laughs> dude, you sneaky motherfucker. I was, yeah. It was pretty funny for me. It is fucking funny. That's hilarious. You, yeah. Everyone's like. Right next to all of her posters. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. No, no, no. Okay, so it wasn't Don't Club Seals, Club Soda. It was Club Soda. No, no. Don't Club Soda, Club Seals. 
I got it wrong. <laughs> Don't come soda, come seals. That's fucking funny, man. Like, yeah, I I thought it was a, a breath of genius, but I oh had my a, god, I had such a bad memory back then. I can't believe I I didn't remember. Like I had to be told this by by um by my friends. I think it's just because like it was like a really bad relationship at the end of it that I just kind of blocked off like a lot of it. But that was brilliant. Yeah, that was a stroke of brilliance. Fucking hilarious. I surprised myself, dude. You mentioned- Oh my God! Can you? These guys are out clubbing seals. <laughs> hey, and I'm pretty sure go fucking catch it. a seal. It's pretty uh, fucking hard. <laughs> go catch a seal and club it. Unless you put a net out, unless you're baiting the fuckers. Go try to catch a seal yourself before you fucking get your panties up in a bunch. Go try it. Go try it. And instead of clubbing it, try to pet it. Go try to go see how hard it is to pet a fucking seal in the wild. It's like. Oh, hey, yeah, but the Portland Zoo, they're donating their seals for clubbing. The old ones, you know, they put them out of their miseries. It's the old club roundup every every April 14th. Yeah. Come on down. Club, uh, knows club an el- elderly seal. That club soda sucks anyways. It's disgusting. Club seals, way more fun. Yeah, way more fun, yeah. <laughs> way more delicious. You guys never clubbed a seal. Great mouth. workout, too. Seals are fucking dicks, dude. When we're out fishing, they just... They probably just eat a bunch of your Oh, stuff. dude. Yeah. Uh, the walruses... The, when the walruses, no, the walruses don't show up. That's like ele- you talking about elephant seals. Talking about so there's the seals and then there's the sea lions. Oh, and the sea lions show up. The big fuckers. The seals. They're they're because st- the net is so long. Their stupid heads pop up and you're like motherfuckers, dude. You got to unhook, <laughs> drive by, try to scare them off. But they're tiny. But then you see the sea lion. They're fucking big. They just post up right next to your net. You just see them grabbing fish out of your net, ripping it up, looking at the boat. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> and then they grab another one. And then, because we used to do like seal bombs. And what? It's just uh, like a radio frequency. Like, oh, okay. You, it's, a, it's a bomb. Like, I don't, it doesn't, like, when it blows up, it releases a frequency. Okay. It just screeches, scares them away. But they outlawed them on the fishing grounds. They're uh-huh. no, no longer legal because the. Or no longer legal. The right? Winfield's old uh, ex-girlfriend. She, yeah, she got, she got to him. <laughs> she got to him. <laughs> she got in their ear. She tweeted at them all fucking day for 365 days straight. Ex-girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. He still hits her up. <laughs> do you, do you ever think that she still, do you think that she still remembers that story or does she know that you did those posts? I'm pretty sure. Cause. And is that why she I, broke up with I've you? What I've been told is that, I think it was, I didn't, I did not disclose that the, the posters were me. So it was like, a, it was like a secret <laughs> that I was That's like, fucking hilarious, dude. Like <laughs> I would have loved, there's no way you could do that now. Absolutely no way you could do that today. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was kind of breaking ground then, you know, back in 2000. Oh yeah. Breaking new ground. 2007, 2006. Yeah. 2007. Yeah. Around there. Yeah. Hey, that's fucking hilarious. I mean, but I was hot shit then. I was, you know, fresh out of a movie. Yeah. You know, I was- you know she's for sure not telling that that story about the club soda and club and seals. But she's like, yeah, but you know what? He was so famous. He's in Paranoid <laughs> Park. French director. You got to go to Europe. He never took me. Probably fucked some bitches over there. That's why we broke up. <laughs> he came back and was a new man. He said he didn't want me anymore. He said, spoke French after that. Yeah. <laughs> he came by, picked me up for dinner. The first words iterated out of his mouth was, Bonjour, wee wee, oh. suck on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I sucked his dick. And 
He spoke no, French the, the whole day. <laughs> That's, you can actually tell him that story. Have you uh, looked her up at all recently? No, I haven't. I know. I don't ever look up any of my exes. That was like my first, my first real relationship. The first hand job that you got? First? Nah, maybe. I have to think about it. But it was like, that was like the first big uh, relationship that I had. Like the the, the first lovey-dovey. So you, you go, you go all in with A lot of holding hands. Ones. But yeah. You got to meet her. You got to meet her after every period. Even though her class was probably upstairs and on the fucking east wing right, and you're on yeah, the west wing downstairs. That kind of thing. That's gay as fuck. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> high school, dude, what I always think about like, because I was in a high school relationship for three and a half years. That's like, that's your whole high school. Yeah, whole right? high school. <laughs> There's a lot of cheating going on both ways. Okay. Well, I didn't do that. <laughs> at, at the end, it was like the last year was a fucking cheat fest. But man, high school relationships cracked me yeah, up, they're, man. They're fucked up. Looking back on it, it's I'm glad that we grow. No, it's <laughs> after if high you can make it out of your first long-term relationship and then you go through your little hoe phase. <laughs> yeah. Say if you're in a relationship with someone for over two years, like in high school, like your first person you ever said you love. I love you too or something. Right. And then that, the high school sweetheart thing that happens yeah. not, not too often. Like I'm sure every high school has had the sweethearts that got married. There's like, there's like two in every grade. Yeah. You know? And, but for the most part, once you get out of that little experience of having that relationship of multiple years and whatnot, like the first person that you said you loved, you know, you break up, you go to college and it's a fuck fest. <laughs> Fucking uh, you fucking holes left and right <laughs> for getting girls' names, texting the wrong information to one girl. Ah, <laughs> uh, prior experience. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love college, baby. Sounds very college. anecdotal. <laughs> college. I feel like a, a lot of people need to go through that. Go, go yeah, totally. Go through your hoe phase, man. <laughs> Just go grow, through. Well, at least grow, grow out of it. Don't get no, stuck but in grow it. out yeah. of it. Yeah, and that, um, I have this theory. So. You go through that hoe phase and then it only gets you so far. Like if you're, if you're, especially if you're a girl, everyone knows that you a hoe, like everyone talks about that. So that it makes it hard on yourself. But if you enjoy being a hoe, all the power <laughs> to you, girl. But at yeah. some point for the, and same thing with guys, if you're a hoe guy, all the girls talk, know you're a fucking sleazy, hooking up, fucking all these chicks. They all talk. And I mean, you'll be, if you have game, you have no problem hooking up the chicks, but you're always, whenever you meet that one person, something will always click. You'll fucking change, change your mentality. And for the most part, you'll find someone. And that's way you can retire the fuck boy ways and you could grow as a person. So that's why I don't, <laughs> I don't like when people like look at other people's tweets from fucking when they were 10, 10 years ago. Uh -huh. Whoa, you said this? What? Shut up. Like 10 years ago yeah, is a long time. People grow. So people right? fucking grow. They learn from ex past experiences. They change. And well, I mean, yeah, that's the hope, right? We, that, that's we, the hope. Yeah. That's, Some people don't, but I think oh, the majority yeah. of us do. And you know, and the ones that don't is like the 40 year old guy fucking wear, wearing tap out shirts, driving that yellow Mustang, <laughs> going to the club by himself. What's up? I fucking, yeah, that's the sleaze bag that just stuck in the mentality of just fuck bitches, get money, yeah. dude. That, that's the guy who got stuck in that mentality and never fucking grew up or matured or, it's or like evolved. The, Ma the Matthew McConaughey character in, um, uh, what's that movie? Dallas Buyers Club. No, no, no. I'm talking about all rad, all rad, all rad. Do you remember that one? I know that phrase. Everyone knows that uh, phrase. It's not fast time at, at Ridgemont High, is it? No, it's not. Um, 
God, this movie. I know that phrase, but yeah, I never knew everyone what knows movie that came phrase. From. It's um, it's a very famous movie from the seventies. But I gotta take a pee. Let's do it. Take yeah. a piss. I gotta piss also. Conspiracy corner. Conspiracy corner today. We have missing four one one. Winnie D's is about to give you the rundown. All right. So I wrote this. So it might be a little bit of a long-winded, but stay with us. It's pretty interesting. Um, so Mystic 411, for those of you guys who don't really know what that is, it's basically just like a title given to um, this, uh, this series of self-published books. And it's basically documenting unsolved cases of people who have gone missing in national parks and elsewhere. For those of you guys who don't know, probably everybody, right now there's around 1,600 uh, missing people cases currently open in national parks. So this guy named David Paulitis, his background is in um, police work. He worked for, uh, I think it was San Jose police and, you know, did some SWAT stuff, but he was a, he was a police investigator. Um, And so he was actually asked by uh, one of the park rangers. He was just doing this like little speech, law enforcement speech for the park rangers. And after his speech, one of the guys came over to him and, and said like, Hey, we've got a bunch of, weird stuff happening in this in our, in our parks. We don't really know what's going on. Would you mind taking a look into it? Um, so that kind of turned into uh, Missing 411. His work on this subject became when, uh, when he started doing that. So through his work and through that sort of research, he uncovered multiple lines of evidence suggesting negligence on the park services for failing to locate the missing people He then later broadened his search and investigation to include missing people from across the world. This led to the belief that he has uncovered a mysterious series of worldwide disappearances, which defied logical and conventional explanations. So um, as of 2018, this guy has written around, around eight books on the topic, and he doesn't really have a theory of what's behind these disappearances, but it's it's tough when you have 1600, you know, missing people cases to like find one thing. I think the general idea behind it is that like these people went missing under weird or odd circumstances and there's no real conventional explanation. Although look at what we might be able to talk about this a little bit later. Like, uh, I think a lot of it can be explained by, you know, animal activity, all the other stuff, but there are some really, really weird cases that have come out um, from his work. Um, so he's also a Bigfoot buff. His first two books were regarding Bigfoot and they're self-published. So I think that's sort of, you know. Red flag number one. Red flag number <laughs> one. And all of his other eight books are self-published as well. I don't know if that's just means that he has a passion for this kind of stuff and you really can't get this stuff published, you know, through a traditional publisher which you probably couldn't. Um, so he's probably just raising the funds himself to, to publish this stuff. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. It's something that's kind of, you know, spooky, just like in the woods, you know, people disappearing under really, really uh, weird circumstances. And also it's his sort of stance that there's no real right answer to this. There's no like one culprit behind it. There's multiple things, but he just noticed that there's this weird thing that happens in national parks that's not, really taken um, to the same degree as if someone was missing, you know, in the city or outside of a national park. 
So it's like, what's doing this? What's causing all these people to go missing? Why are there so many open cases in these national parks? So that is, I think, a good rundown of, of what missing 411 is. And I think about 50% of it could be explained by Bigfoot. So. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what you say? 1,600 kids. It's go, not kids, but I, 1,600 people go missing from but people, national people parks. People focus on kids because I think it is something you could really focus on, right? Do the Clintons have anything to do with national yes, parks? Yes, they do. Are you serious? No, they don't. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was immediate buddy years. Shaggy? <laughs> Ghost? Ghost? But yeah, so I, I think it's cool because he's kind of taking a like a, a not like a direct approach. He's not like saying, "Oh, it's it's aliens that are like." He's not being a crazy wacko. He's kind of taking this sort of a step back and you know, kind of looking at all the information and trying to. Figure yeah, out. I want to know the facts. All these people going missing in these national forests, national parks, national, national forests. Parks. Yeah, I mean, you can attribute it to suicides. Some of them animals. Are, yeah. yeah, like we all. I know people that have went in the woods and commit suicide. I'm sure yeah. other people also have. It's yeah. people, Japan has a whole forest dedicated to suicide. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, th- that is one thing. Animals snatching up your kids. Like, I don't think animals are doing it at that high of a rate. Th- that is, w- yeah. that's one thing. Like national, fo- national parks, they're spread out across the whole U.S. Right. Um, yeah, that would be like I was an easy place to kidnap someone. I guess, <laughs> I yeah. You snatch someone up, run in the woods, have a whole fucking yeah. And it, it's not like you can just call the police and like whose jurisdiction is that? It, it sometimes it falls under like federal jurisdiction because it's a national park. Now this missing four on one that document. What was that YouTube clip that I watched earlier? Yeah, so missing four on one, Oregon. Yeah, so that's the documentary, and the documentary came out. Pretty recently, I think. What was it called? It's I think it's can called you, Missing Four One. Can you text it to me after this? Oh, Missing Four One. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on. It's I think it's free on YouTube right I now. I gotta send this to my mom because my mom actually really would go on like vacation there with all my aunts, all my Ritter cousins, hot springs, and yeah, my sisters, siblings, all that. They'd go to the hot springs. So I've always known the word like Ritter, Ritter, Oregon. I've never been there by myself. I've just, like, my family's went out there multiple times. So it's like, when you showed me that, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? And I, like, no I know idea. this place. But yeah, it takes place. Yeah. So this guy's an investigator and, you know, he's like connecting all these like dots or, or he's trying to you connect think it's all child traffickers. Dots. Could, I think maybe a portion of it could be, but that's his whole stance is he's, he doesn't really claim it to be anything specific. And I think each case is its own sort of thing. And each case has its own sort of, you know, like what it could 1600 be. 1,600 people from National Parks. And those are the open cases right now. That's I the think. open cases. Yeah. So and there are, if it's a suicide cases. or something, that's closed. Like, that's not factored into this number. This is actively missing people. Yes, I believe so. If I, if I did parks. my research correctly, and if you guys have another number and I'm wrong, please let me know. But I'm pretty sure this is the agreed upon uh, number for, for open cases. And uh, let's see. So I have one that was kind of, that was really interesting to me. It doesn't really fall into any like logical or easily explainable category. And I think every one of these cases has that sort of flair to it. It's like, oh, that could have been a cougar. That could have been, you know, something like that. But 
yeah, this one is really interesting. So this guy's name is Stephen Kubiaki. And this guy's survived, but this is this is really weird. So Kubiaki! Kubiaki! <laughs> he's a PhD, actually. So he's a doctor. So this is back when he was um, like beginning college. Um, so while well, he was a student in the Michigan area, close to Lake Michigan, he declared he was going skiing near a frozen lake. A day later, when he had yet to return, his family would file an official missing persons report. A huge search effort was put into place to track down the missing student. Eventually, Kubiaki's skis and poles came to light on the beach of Lake Michigan. Furthermore, the footprints assumed to be his headed out towards the lake. Then, right at the water's edge, they stopped. There was no indication as to where he had gone. No breaks in the ice were located anywhere. It appeared he had literally vanished right on the spot. Even stranger still, later in the day of this discovery, after everyone performing the, um, the extensive search of the area, Kubiaki's backpack suddenly appeared. And you see that a lot with these. Like, people will search and search and search. And then a year later, they'll find like a body where searchers have been multiple times before. Someone's fucking with them. Maybe. Or it's, you know, just it could be like conditions, snow, all that. So his backpack appeared near to the skis and basically was in the area where they searched a lot. That was basically the last they saw of anything from him. <laughs> that was until 15 months later when on the 5th of May, 1979, so this is 15 months later, the doorbell on the Kubaki's family home rang. So this is actually his aunt and uncle who live... Uh, pretty far away. So his dad opened the door, shocked, overjoyed, and overwhelmed to see his son standing before him. What? He welcomed his <laughs> long lost son into the house according to uh, what little he could remember. This is pet cemetery? <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. getting at right here, dude. What ended up happening is he woke up like 14 miles away and he he woke up and he realized he was in a town that he knew and his family, he had family in that town. And his aunt and uncle lived in that town. So he went to his aunt and uncle's house, knocked on the door, and they're like, holy shit. <laughs> you got <laughs> oh probed, bro. God. You got fucking probed. Isn't that just crazy? Like, how could you just like so black out for like 40 700 miles? 700 miles away from where he went missing? Yeah, 700 miles. So he woke up, and that was 700 miles. Did he bring crystal meth and fucking acid on this <laughs> ski trip? Or it was happening? That's a long blackout. There's no, yeah, there's like no like. And he uh, has zero recollection. Zero recollection. So it gets kind of crazy because he's a doctor. He survived this and he actually has like, like some weird stuff that he actually attributes to this, like multidimensional stuff. So it gets kind of crazy. It doesn't always end up like this, but I thought this was a really crazy one just because the human condition. How could you just black out for medically like induced 700 coma. miles, right? What if he put himself in a medically induced coma? It's possible. I mean, a lot like of these... He got lost skiing. Didn't want to get no frostbite or something. Yeah. Had some drugs on him because he is a doctor. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't Isn't know. Isn't that crazy, though? That's so crazy. A lot, a lot of it has... A lot of these have to do with people losing recollection of time and ending up somewhere that is basically like, like kids ending up on top of mountains where it's difficult for even like experienced mountaineers 
to, you know, scale those heights. Is a portal to a new dimension. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. I think <laughs> oh, shit. I, I, like the, I like the stance is like, okay, this is the story and we don't really know anything about this. Let's just acknowledge this is weird and let's not like dig too deep into it. I like that stance. Where it gets weird is where this guy, the doctor, is like, yeah, maybe I went through like a wormhole or the something. Abominable snowman 100% threw Kubiaki <laughs> in his Yeti cooler. And it's like it hiked them yeah. right up the fucking mountain. Gosh, and there's, That's so, crazy. there's so many of these, and each one has a different little twist and like has like their own little thing. It's not all, there's not like one certain topic, but there's like, you know, people survive these, people uh, will be lost forever, or, you know, they'll find the body in some weird location. He might have just got, what's that, uh, chloroform? Where like it knocks people out? Yeah. You think you just got chloroformed by a fucking Yeti? And I, then some of the, stories, the moment that he woke up, he got chloroformed again. <laughs> some his of the ass, stories, yeah. His, his asshole had to hurt when he woke up. <laughs> like 100%. You woke up in clothes unfamiliar to yourself. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, some of the stories, even like you in you, a town you that you clothes. knew, but you were 700 miles away from where you went missing. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. I don't know, man. That makes zero fucking no logic. There's I no have logical sense. Yeah. So this is just basically a collection of odd stories and odd happenings. Aliens. <laughs> yeah. You that? need that meme where that guy's like, ancient aliens. Fuck, but, guys. That's Missing 411. If you guys have any Missing 411 stories that you guys have, please post them on our FAQ located at roadhouse.com. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to follow up with it on our um, next podcast. Um, Maybe right. even do an investigation. Yeah. Hey, also, a uh, quick note before we wrap this up. Area 51, that fucking shit is not happening anymore. People are already getting arrested for that, right? Oh, two, like, uh, Swedish kids or something got arrested <laughs> for <laughs> fucking around by Area 51. But the thing with that is the guy who started it all tried to make a music festival. Yeah, yeah try to, like, take a sip back. But, hey, if we haven't learned anything from watching the Firefest documentary, <laughs> we would know that. Uh, starting a music festival is a lot of fucking work, a lot of permits, a lot of work, a lot yeah. of phone calls. And so he he decided that he was like, I'm just not doing any of it because at the end of the day, it's a military fucking base. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys that are going to Area 51, like, they they warned you. They, they America literally warned you on Twitter. It was like, if you guys come here, we will take protective measures. Like we will fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> like you will be collateral damage. We didn't want to. You made us do it. So do, guys, do it for the meme. Do it for the meme. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this bitch up with some fucking word of the week. Word of the week. So my word of the week. My question to you is, what is a purple edit? Yogurt slinger. A purple headed yogurt slinger? Yeah. Oh, that's Alicia from last night, girl. <laughs> a purple headed yogurt slinger is um, an Antifa member with purple hair. Okay. That had um, that had provided someone with a good dose of fellatio. Okay. And he happened to splooge that key lime pie yogurt all over her face. Close. Purple pie yogurt head. Purple. <laughs> Purple headed yogurt slinger. Purple headed yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Purple pie yogurt head. 
Purple headed yogurt slinger. Yeah. Uh, it is a penis. Purple headed yogurt slinger. And there you have it, guys. That's a fucking yogurt slinger slinging that yogurt. I love that one. Let's sling that fucking dairy around. Guys. We've got XO and Stitches over that one. <laughs> XO slinging fucking yogurt all over the place. I and mean, good thing I fucking love yogurt. All you 15-year-olds, you yogurt slingers. <laughs> oh, you just learned how to jack off. All the power to you. Guys, again, this is the most natural podcast in the world. We appreciate you guys for listening. Subscribe review, rate our podcast on Apple iTunes. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at The Roadhouse Pod. Twitter, The Roadhouse Pod. Check out theroadhouse.com. Send in some FAQs, any questions, comments, concerns, whatever concerns you might have. At the end of the day, we probably won't give a fuck, but bring in, <laughs> bring in the questions, whatever you guys have, dude. We'll yeah, answer I'd, for the most part. Yeah, I'd say engage for sure. We've had a a good amount of engagement and it's always really nice to hear from you guys. And Winnie is still single. <laughs> yeah. All you fucking lot lizards out there have <laughs> at that fucking purple headed yogurt slinger. <laughs> Let's wrap this bitch up, guys. Thanks for fucking listening. Love you guys. India, Nepal, Japan, Sushi Town, J- Japan, Canada, America, Mexico. Thank, we thank all you guys for fucking listening because we don't know what the fuck we're doing here. But we're here for you, and we fucking love you. You're the meat in our stew. The show goes on, baby. Absolutely. All right. Later, fuckers. Peace.